Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. And Mike and I are so excited for today's guest. She's an activist, an advocate, and real-life superhero. Straight up badass, straight up. Some of you may know her from the Oscar-winning film about her life starring Julia Roberts. The incredible Aaron Brockovich is with us today. Mike, how excited are you? Right. This woman is so empowering. She's such a rebel. She brings that energy. She brings that grit. She brings that tenacity. She brings that love. If you haven't subscribed yet, you're missing out. It's point blank period is that. Today's episode will leave you breathless. Let's get right into it. I just I just want to go for it, homie. How about you? Absolutely, man. I mean, we're talking all about female empowerment in the workplace. If you want to be inspired to be a better version of yourself, you need to listen to this podcast. We're going to be going in-depth with Aaron Brockovich. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Brian, I'm ready to step into the kitchen. How about you? Let's do it, man. Can't wait to talk to her. Well, Aaron, today is about female empowerment. That's the topic of our episode. So, I mean, Stephen Colbert called you a modern-day hero. So, why not have you, V, we, you representing us all, Aaron Brockovich, on the show? So, that's what today's topic is about. So, we appreciate you. Rebel, which airs Thursdays is the badass. She is the voice of female empowerment. So you're just the one we had. And for those that don't know, I don't know where you've been sleeping at, but you came out, your movie, Julia Roberts plays you, Aaron Brockovich, uh, about 20 plus years ago, which is a household name if you don't know about it. And the movie basically talks about your role in single-handedly bringing down a California power plant, uh, accused of polluting our city's water supply. Can you, I'm big on people having that grit and in your bio talks about there's always something that annoys us and we get pissed off about it how do we get to how do we empower ourselves how do we empower our friends and how do I parent my mom yeah yeah that's a great question and it always takes me back to when I was a little girl I definitely sit around and look at sometimes why I react or respond the way I am I'm in my head a lot I think I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. There's a lot of stuff that goes on up there <laughs> between my two ears. But uh, I might shut up. <laughs> but uh, it started really as a young girl. Uh, I knew who I am, and most of us do. You know what you feel. Uh, you know what breaks your heart. You know what you're thinking. But there's always somebody else out there that's willing to tell you, oh, come on, you shouldn't feel that way. You can't think that way. And that happened to me all the time as a child and as a student, because I'm a dyslexic. So there became an immediate label because I was different. I therefore had to go over here, which I never understood. A, I always thought different was good. And B, I didn't feel different inside. I knew I knew, but I was frustrated that I couldn't get somebody else to to know that I knew. So very early on, school was hard for me, and I had two amazing parents that really helped lift me out of it, knowing that I could learn, but if my self-esteem slid through the cracks, then we'd start having a lot of problems. So my mom always told me to have stick-to-itiveness. This is a great word. I didn't think it was a real word until she brought me the Webster's Dictionary and read me the definition. Oh, a, she just told me something. <laughs> yeah, stick to itiveness. It'll never leave your head. A propensity to follow through in a determined manner. Dogged persistence, born of obligation and stubbornness. This I get. 
Stubborn's my middle name. <laughs> I'm persistent and I am determined. And I got to tell you what I have learned <laughs> in every community. 10 times out of 10, it's going to be a mom. It's going to be a woman that goes with that gut. Oh, I don't think so. And they're, they once they own that, that they've got it, they take off. So I think we question ourselves. What I learned early on is I knew myself. But because everybody, I guess, because the party line said I was different and I had a problem, therefore I did, I'm not about to buy a party line. Oh, no, 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 no. So I kind of started bucking the system very early on. And I learned if a door closed, I was going to figure out another way to come around. And the power of stick to helped me do that. And my mom taught me that just because others may see you as inferior, that doesn't have to be your choice about how you choose to see who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think oh. that sometimes when we look at ourselves, we've got so many, like I think of it as post-it notes that get stuck on you. Well, you, you really couldn't be a doctor, Aaron, or you, you're really different, Aaron. So, you know, you shouldn't be in the class. And all of these things going through life stick on us, especially women. You know, uh, you're not tall enough. I went through beauty pageants and, you know, uh, that is something that I found very difficult. You know, do you have the right, you know, distance between your legs and, and are you the right height? And are you this size? Are you that size? And it's like, oh, see, every none of us should be in a box. But yet we have this idea, others, of what it is we're supposed to be. So you have to take a really good look at yourself on who you want to be and be honest with yourself and forgive yourself. You know what? I don't know one perfect person anywhere on the planet. I used to tell my kids, they'd say to me, you're not normal. And I said, you tell me what normal is. And if you find it and if you think it's Ward and June Cleaver, I want you to run because it's just an idea that wants to stick you in a box of what works for them, what works for you. And that's about embracing who you are, flaws and all. If there's something you don't like about yourself, guess what? You get to change it. You you can go back to school. Maybe you want to go to the gym or maybe you want to wear that. But you have to give yourself permission to be okay with who you are. And when you own that. Bang that gavel right there. You banging (laughs) the gavel. You're going to make it. Yes. And would you say, Aaron, that your mom was the one that gave you your your drive? Because, I mean, one thing I took away from the movie was you were outworking everybody else. I mean, even the law firm that you worked with, I mean, you were going through all the I mean, you were away from your family days at a time, weeks at a time away from your loved ones. And you were just grinding, trying to find the information that eventually brought uh, was it P.E.N.G. P.G.N.E. P.G.N.E. down. So, I mean, and. Everybody said, you know, you weren't educated enough or you didn't have the credentials, but here you are, you know, and you single-handedly, I mean, you spearheaded the whole movement for that. I heard it all day long. I was judged because of the way I dressed. Uh, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I liked, you know, my short skirts. If you've ever been to Hinkley in the summer and it's 118, I usually had on my cutoff shorts. It was hot. Uh, (laughs) I do question I look back on what was I thinking as I was recently up there <laughs> running around out in here in stilettos. <laughs> so was, what, was that part of the movie right. accurate? Like where your boss actually tell you, maybe you want to tone it down, uh, you know, with your attire a bit. 
Well, actually, uh, that happened within the office, mm. and some of the women came up and measured my skirt oh, because bullshit. You're they, a grown felt, woman. they felt it was too short. It was 18 inches above my knee, which was short. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? Hey, Who's counting? You, know you look good. That's all that matters, right? They're trying to do my job, right? You, know, you, you look good. You feel good. That's who I was, and um, I I use a lot of common sense as a dyslexic. That's what I, you know, our gut speaks to us. Science backs us up here. It's our second brain. But we're taught to ignore that, right? Yeah. That just can't be. So what I applied was a lot of that common sense in my work. I always think of it, I grew up in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas. I'm a Midwest girl. On the day, if you were present with yourself and in your environment, you can feel things, you can observe things. But oftentimes we're so busy, either beating ourselves up over something we did in the past, or we're so worried about tomorrow that we're not present. And I was always present. So on the days of a tornado, you could feel the air pressure changing. It was heavy. It felt suppressive. It was hot and muggy. You could see the Thunderheads building. So when the tornado sirens went off and I, I had that hunch something was coming, it didn't dawn on me to need to call the weather channel to ask if it was an F4 or an F5. I really didn't care. I needed to get to safety. Yeah. So I that's responded to my environment and in the moment. And that's what I did in Hinkley. When I stood there and I saw all the trees that were dead, I had heard stories from the people. I wasn't going to question them. They lived there. They were experiencing it every single day. I wasn't going to challenge them and go, you've got to be making that up. I wasn't there. They were. I had every reason to believe what they were going through. And I remember standing there looking at two-headed frogs, and there were, and every time the frogs jumped in the water, they'd die. Well, mm. I'm sorry. That's not normal. Nope. And the water was green. That is not normal. And somebody would say, what you see, that's, that's the standard. I'm like, don't give me that shit. I don't yeah. know if I can cuss on this podcast. I'm sorry. Don't give me that like, shit. It's good. Go for don't it. Don't even give me that shit. Green water and two-headed frogs is right. And that's what I stayed with. And people would say to me, you're not a doctor. You're not a lawyer. You're not a scientist. You're not this. You're not that. You're not this. You're nothing. Okay. But I didn't know I had to be any of that to be yeah. a human and to tell you. People are being harmed. Something's not right. So I'm going to give it my best shot. One thing I am is loud. And that's <laughs> you make what yourself I heard. That goes back. loud. It goes back to knowing who you are. Simple as that. Absolutely. And I knew what I saw. That I'm one of those people. Oh my gosh. You know, it's sometimes I feel like we've all been through a huge gaslight. I really do. I mean, I don't even go there with me. No, 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 no. I know what I saw. I know what I see, I know what I'm feeling, and I know what I experience. And the more I held to that, and the other side, whoever they were at that time was PG, and he kept pushing back, that made me even more, what, it, what yeah. is going on with you? Don't, yeah. don't be looking at me, because I'm looking at you. What did you do? And why are you so upset that you called the them out. girl from Kansas in a short skirt and stilettos, what is it? that you're hiding 
that's bothering you. Otherwise, I shouldn't be an annoyance. Yeah, there were there were so many drop the mic moments in the movie. Uh, You basically (laughs) told off the other attorneys. That was one of the one of my favorite parts. But one of my other favorite parts was that I thought was so powerful and actually gave me chills was when you when you actually went to uh, Mrs. Jensen's house to basically tell her about the settlement that she received in person. And you took your boyfriend with you so that he could experience it because he was a part of it, right? You know, he had sacrificed so much, your kids had sacrificed so much. Um, You know, they maybe didn't understand at the time what you were fighting for, but you saw the bigger picture. And that was like a revelation for him. Like, wow, you know, look what she did for this person. That's amazing. Um, Like, what advice do you have? Well, first of all, talk about how hard that was being away from your loved ones to fight for these causes that you fight for. And then also what advice would you have for women out there that are maybe in similar circumstances where, you know, they're making their job a priority and they have to sacrifice certain things Mm -hmm. as far as their loved ones. Right. Again, boy, you asked some really great questions. Um, You know, I'm still very good friends with people out in Hinkley. Like I said, I was just out there. And I asked him, you know, was justice really served? And, you know, justice is served in many ways. And a payday isn't always justice, but they felt there was accountability. And and it did help. The money did help them with their medical conditions. Um, They never wanted it to happen in the first place. So I'm I'm very close to, uh, especially Roberta Walker out there. She was the original mom that, you know, started it all. She... That's again, you know, just things pop in my head and I'll say what I love about Rebel. There's a rebel in, in all of us. And um, we just have to, to find her and own it. That's about owning ourselves and loving ourselves, forgiving ourselves. And Roberta was that woman. And so we immediately connected. And taking George out there was great. It makes George died. And so um, it, it makes me sad. Uh, he was a great guy. And in my message to women is we do feel I I had to work. I got no child support. I had two choices. I was going to be on the street with my kids or I was going to have to find that inner strength for them. And I Love did it. it for them Love it. to go to work. Love and I made sure that somebody was there with them that could, could care for them. And I... I tried when I was with them to spend the quality time with them, you know, as quality over quantity. And sure, you could be with your kids every day, but if you're not paying attention to them, are you really with them? So for when I was with them, I really appreciated it. And that meant that much more. We shouldn't have to feel guilty as women that we've gone to work. We are perfectly capable of making sure why we are gone there in a good place. We are able to have good communication. I tried to do that with them. It's hard. My children are older now. And occasionally I get the, well, you didn't show up to my eighth grade play. I'm like, oh, really? We're going to go here. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a lot better situation yeah, now because of what you did. About that. <laughs> they got to admit but, that. Um, it, you know, it's tough. I've, I've, but I'm going to go back again um, so much of my upbringing and I heard it all the time. And uh, there's just a lot of good, hard values and principles. You know, when the going gets tough, I know it sounds silly, but the tough get going. 
And it's finding that strength inside and even being able to have a mantra within yourself. You can do this. I developed that as a child with stick-to-itiveness and I turned it into the little engine that could. I think I can, I think I can, I know I can. And one thing I do allow myself is you're going to have a bad day. Oh, I can have many a great fit, throw myself on the floor. Here's the thing. I'm going to allow it and I'm going to own it. I'm going to cry. I need to let it out. I'm going to be upset, but I need to remember tomorrow. I got to get back up. Yeah. And I hear stick-to-itiveness and I just become the little engine that could. (laughs) Love it. Sounds simple advice right there. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Aaron, in regards to what you're saying about women, we all have, all of us, women and men, both have that rebel inside of us. But when it comes to women, do you feel like you yourself, Aaron, played a role and a part in normalizing conversations about women in the workplace and their voices? Oh, that's a, maybe, maybe today, back then, I'm not so sure. When you look back on yourself and the things that you've accomplished uh, for so many women across so, so many women, so many people, so much in health and public safety. I was definitely, uh, I hope, paving away. I wasn't doing it consciously. Then I am getting involved in Hinkley to set an example about, you know, public health or anything. It's just, it, it just, be, it was a calling. I, sometimes I, I honestly don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing other than it's the right thing to do. <laughs> It's just the right thing to do. Aaron, that's the reason. That's that's all it needs to be, though, right? Yep. You're right. doing the right thing. But so many of us don't because there's like I said, all these like this box of these ideas. And um, so it, it never dawned on me, first of all, that I would or wouldn't be setting an example in the way I dressed. That got pointed out to me often, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, 18 inches above the knees. <laughs> Well, just that's, a, that's a mini skirt. It was a mini skirt. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved it. So um, I just, you know, I never thought about that. But I did, dude. again, not consciously thinking this, was setting away, you know, saying, why, why are you not saying something? And some would say, we are, but no one's hearing us. And that I felt that frustration the minute I went to Hinkley. For me, what happened was I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. See, there are other people that are feeling like they're pushed in a box or feeling suppressed or getting gaslit or being told what you're experiencing you couldn't possibly be experiencing. And they get so frustrated at some point they go away. 
And that's, you know, that's what I was saying about, I don't have to be any of that to be a human and to know, uh, you know what, I'm going to jump in here and help. So I think unconsciously I might have done that, but I certainly wasn't thinking of it at the time. Gotcha. I think you did it for the right reasons. Definitely. So, and I want to say that you are uh, an advocate for that and that, you know, looking back to things you've done and the things that you are doing, you're absolutely an example of who gives a F what they say. Absolutely. You can Roll make model. it happen. 100%. Now, Aaron. You know, I, I think that's what hurts me the most. And, and I think of it this way. I talk a lot about aging infrastructure. Okay. And, and something that happened that got implemented and in motion then isn't working today. And, the, and I apply that to a whole lot of things. And this whole conversation is about this, this ideas maybe then. Of, I don't know how you're supposed to walk, dress, talk, whether you have to have this degree or that degree. And if you don't, therefore you can't do that. Oh my gosh, that's just not applicable to today. And I, I don't see us evolving if we don't see ourselves and ourselves know that we are a part of the whole and pull a seat up to that table and use your voice. We won't move forward. And I see this in communities and I just feel compelled that that is my message. And I think what I do for them is, it's not that they're asking for permission, but sometimes, you know what? People just need support. They just need to be seen and they just need to be heard. So if and they'll find their way. Absolutely. Say Absolutely. And I got to ask you this because you, I mean, one, I just want to give you a hand clap for that last statement. I'm listening and it's touching me. I, a hand clap for that. Uh, you are, again, known for the environmental aspect, the public health aspect. I don't have any kids yet. I will in the future. What should we be paying attention to right now? Uh, what should we be educating ourselves on right now when it comes to public health and safety? Oh, that's a good one. Our environment, do not think that what we've done to our environment isn't something we're going to do to ourselves because we are. I worry greatly from water pollution to growing our food to what's in our chemicals to what goes into our body. There was a big study that came out today in The Guardian about the chemical PFOS, which is the firefighting foam. They did a study and every single woman had 2000 times the allowable level of this chemical in their breast milk. Wow. You know, it makes me think of going back to kindergarten. You're, you are what you eat, right? We learned those simple things yep. and we are to care and to pay attention to the water, what's in the water, um, how you can have the right filtration to protect yourself. What is your food grown in and not taking it for granted that that's all okay. Look at what's in your packaging. You know, I drive people crazy. I'll go to CBS or something and I'm in there for three hours, but I'm reading the labels. Yeah, and if yeah. you take the time to do that, and if you have this thing on your phone, like you scan it and the, it just pops up hundred percent of the time. I can't even pronounce. I'm like, Ooh, what is this? It's like all so, unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel, and I care about the environment that, we've disconnected from it and hence we've disconnected from ourselves. So I would ask people for your health to get back to the environment and, and what are we drinking and what are we eating and um, educate yourself. We have the ability to do that. 
all of us do. And we have this great computer here, Google. And don't be afraid to ask a question. So many of us don't want to ask because, you know, remember your kid and you raise your hand and you're like, oh, huh, you didn't know the answer. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Don't you'll be surprised at yourself when you find that courage, ask a question. And so what if you're wrong? You asked a question, you learned something. And it is in that process that you want to know more. You become empowered more. So for our health, I really want us to take a look at the environment and understand we are connected to it and we have damaged it. And we have a lot of chemicals in the water and in our food and in so many of our products that are impacting our health and how we can give back to this planet that we all call home um, and, and help nature restore. And when you do, you're gonna find that you restore yourself. I think our health is greatly connected with our environment. And uh, Aaron, you said, I read in an article, you said back in 2000, uh, the movie back in 2000 was the tip of the iceberg. Um, what has been the government's response to your work? Obviously, you've still been working 20 years later after the movie. The government's response to my work? Yeah, like, have they been supportive? Have they, like, have they that just been trying all. to shut you down? Like, I want to know, yeah. I think they know I'm alive. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's so frustrating. And I don't go out there for that reason, but oh my gosh. It, uh, politics. Um, <laughs> It, oh, I, it dry. So, you know, rebels purple. What do red and blue make purple? purple yeah. I'm just not going to tow a party line because you're supposed to be part of a particular party when something's going wrong. So I oftentimes challenge that. That will definitely make people, uh, politicians very, very frustrated. I, I, down in, um, you know, gosh, I mean, it was just yesterday I went through this. I go through this every single day, but here, I'll share with you. I don't know if you can see it. So a community member writes me from Louisiana and they go, this is our water. Does that look normal to you? Yikes. I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> well, I mean, no, but so I called out the mayor. So now they're like, they've implemented an entire preparation in the city council how to avoid the media and Aaron Brockovich I'm like good oh luck my with God. that <laughs> but I mean so this is the kind of stuff that the system has failed somewhere yeah the system has failed somewhere it's been coming I think part of the problem is whether it be leaders federal state and local and we can get a lot done locally but it just it's kicking the can down the line just kicking the can down the line just kicking the can down the line and and now i think we're just we're gonna we are seeing what's happening and that's become that's a result of thinking well this party will take care of it that party will take care mm -hmm. of it this leader's going to take care of it it's the same thing we've done with our infrastructure we just can't do it anymore and we're these people are now speaking up they are now showing up mm -hmm. What is that famous, it's, uh, it's just this morning I popped this out. Um, it should be right at the top of my head, but I got so many thoughts going. Uh, if you don't stand for something, you call for anything. Call for anything. Yep, there you go. Show up. 
And when we do, and when we show up in numbers, we make change. I promise you, I've seen that happen. I talk about it in my book over and over and over and over again. So a system of kicking the can down the line, maybe we've accepted that, but no more. And so I think about that all the time. Show up, stand up. And and they're doing that now and they're gonna get a change. They're gonna get a result. So we just can't assume, but when it's in front of you, show up. Aaron, we've done this podcast from time now and I can honestly say this only time I've ever said this, your energy radiates so beautifully, so loudly, so far. I don't know the people in your circle. She's a natural born leader. It's like hearing her talk, like I want want her to lead the charge. I'm like right behind her. I know, I'm like, let's go. What is Aaron talking about? I'm like pumped up. (laughs) I'm so pumped up. I'm not going without you, let's go. So, (laughs) you know, I think of life like a Super Bowl game. We are in the Super Bowl of life. We are. When you come in, you know, you might get pushed around or knocked down. And if you do, here's the thing, don't stay down. And maybe they pushed you back 40 yards the first play. But I'm telling you, you huddle with that team, you look at what you're doing again, and you break out, get that ball, and you may take 60 yards, 80 yards, you see it, and boom. Touchdown. Touchdown. (laughs) And I see life that way, so... It's okay if you get knocked down. See, I think that's it. We think it's not okay. What is that supposed to mean that you're a failure? Oh my gosh, absolutely. That's how you find out who you really are. Don't be afraid to fail and find that courage and stand back up. I'm there with you. I am there with you. And there's been days where this is the beauty of I love being in communities. They may see if I'm down, but one will come up or I can see if they're down and then I'll come up or then we'll all come up. It's contagious it's exhilarating it's empowering and and i want to be a part of that you're contagious Uh, yeah it is just all of us are (laughs) Aaron. thank you so much today (laughs) like you are you are contagious you are electrifying all of those things i want to say that i grew up in a in a household quite similar to uh you and with your children and to me you are a modern day hero and so i salute you i appreciate you Absolutely. Well, uh, that that means a lot. Thank you so much. And and I always I will share with you, and I and I always say it. Uh, I appreciate that. But what is so important to me is just to be a part of the whole and the team. And nice. honestly, had the attorneys not been there, Roberta, that community, and all of us working in sync in that synergy for the right reason, I don't know how this would have turned out. Teamwork makes a dream work, but it was us. Aaron, like what is next for you? Like, what are you tackling at the moment? And tell us more about the show. Well, I've definitely been doing, I'm so excited about Rebel. And because I, you know, I, I think it's a great message out there for all of us because it isn't any one of us, but it is every one of us. And being able to, you know, have a direct conversation. I think that's one thing that's been missing. And it's just simple. Uh, and, and it's everything that we've talked about. You know, if you see the storm coming or you know to get to safety, these are simple things. And and we talk around a situation. We avoid a situation. There's lack of transparency. There's no accountability. Listen, 
I've been wrong before. I'll never forget a situation. I was at lunch with one of the attorneys and I pissed somebody off. <laughs> you say it like it's another day. <laughs> it Sounds like you did that a lot. Like, and so they were really mad at me. It was like one of these on the table in front of everybody. Did you do that? And Ooh, I'm like, big mistake. Yeah. And I looked at him. I'm like, I did. Is there a problem? And they were like, what am I supposed to do with that? The truth. <laughs> and I'm like, right? So what am I supposed to do with that? It's um, honesty. Honesty. Oh. And um, in the future, well, I'm still dealing with that today. So uh, Rebel, this is what I love about Rebel. I really do. And I, I think it's so many of us, young girls to even aging, you know, let's talk about getting older. Everyone thinks because I'm older. No, you can't do it. Oh, 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 more experience. That's all it is. <laughs> I tell my daughters that all the time. And now I, I, I have to be careful with two of them who I tease because they're military. Mm. And my boy uh, right here is a military. Don't say nothing something bad about the military now. I like <laughs> oh, you, Aaron. Let me hear. I love the military. I do a lot of work with the military. What what branch were you in? I was the Air Force. Air Force. Okay. Thank you for your service. Thank you. You're working with the Marine Corps right now, right? I've been working with all of all of them. It bothers me. The military, there's a lot of things that go on with them. I deal a lot with the PFOS contamination. Mm. And here's the thing that really disturbs me. I was very involved in Camp Lejeune. The idea that these men and women who give their life for us, come home and get poisoned on their own soil is more than I can take. And, yeah. and we're seeing a lot of that going on and we are going to have to address that. Yeah. We have to clean that up. We have to have a solution. No more of this bullshit. We are capable of the solution. We have the technology, this huge DOD. You have the ability and the funding. We have to be the solution for these people. We do and we can, and I don't know why we're not. And that does frustrate me. I'm a military mom. So both my children were in the army. My son served in Afghanistan and my daughter, where I was going with the story, who I was cheating. It's a little teeny peanut. And she's always teasing me. You're getting older, mom. And I'm like, I could still kick your ass. So one day I was playing around with her. I don't know what happened. All I know is I felt her hand on her wrist and something on my shoulder. And I was doing a 360 in the air. I was like, she dropped Whoa. you. Yes. Oh my she, God. She had to let mom know oh, what's no, up. She nailed me. I'm lucky you didn't break my back. She goes, I thought you were fine. You're she's not a little girl back. anymore. No, but so I do tease around with them like that a lot. And uh, you know, my kids just see me as mom. So they're older. They have their own children. I'm a grandmother now of four. Beautiful. That is something I definitely see that was a big game changer for me. You ask about my future. Eight years ago, listen, this isn't an easy job. I'm like anybody else. I can get tired. And I really appreciate what's happening for all of us. It's just more bad news, more bad news, more bad news. And I mean, I'm not sure how much we can really take um, before there's a break. And, yeah. and I, I feel that frustration. I feel that frustration play out in Rebel and how it's addressed. And it's playing out with all of us. Eight years ago, talking about my grandchildren. And I had that moment where I'm like, oh, this is getting rough. And I, you know, I started my work in Hinkley when I was 30 years old. I'm 60 now. And so eight years ago, I was feeling tired. And I got to catch 
my first granddaughter being born. Mm. And the minute she did, I'm like, yes, and this is why I'm back in the game. Talking about catching the ball. Just re-energized you. Them. Yeah. <laughs> for them. And what I can give to them and teach them for moving forward and the importance of their environment in the water and believing in themselves. And, you know, Grace is my, ugh. So Grace was born with a syndrome um, called Emmanuel syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it's where a piece of chromosome 11 and chromosome 22 break. It's called DER22, and it creates a 47th chromosome. And most of these children never walk, talk, or thrive. And Grace was fortunate. She didn't have any organ issues, but she couldn't walk. She couldn't lift her head. Her mother, my daughter, got into that 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 gut we're talking about at second brain she said no 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 something's wrong so she knew her baby i wasn't going to question that and let me tell you something moms and their babies oof, mm-hmm. you know don't get in don't get in there force to be working <laughs> with mama, mama bear don't mess with her they know and we found out that grace had this sin- syndrome and they told beth the worst case scenario and she said uh-uh nope we're gonna beat it and i'm telling you the courage and what has risen out of this young girl and this disability and the odds that she has beat is my inspiration every single day that we were told she would never walk. And I will tell you three years ago, she ran the hundred yard dash in the special. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Isn't it the spirit of us? She and, has Aaron Brockovich in her blood. I mean, she's going to be a fighter. Do, though, that is like, oh, my gosh. And I'm sorry. I do get overly excited, but I genuinely feel it. You love and, life. That's good. Yes. Yeah. I love people. Yes. And, and I don't like it when we're down and there's just so much going on when there's there's so much that that is good that I want to pull that out. But, but yes, we can. And yes, we so, can. So I do get tired and you ask about my future and and my grandchildren are a big focus on that. I continue to do my work. I'm so enjoying uh, the work that I get to have with Rebel and being a part of sharing that story. Again, Katie Seagal, Krista Vernoff, Annie Garcia, the whole cast, I've been down there, the synergy, the vibe, see, they get it. Yeah, (laughs) they get it. And you can feel it. And I want us all to feel that. Absolutely. And um, I may write another book. Uh, I may do okay. a child's book, children's book this time on the environment. Um, I still work Good. in communities on all these environmental issues. I do a lot of keynote speaking. Um, and I'll stay with that for a while. You know, I'll take a break here and there, you know. And Aaron, I wanted to ask you resources that people can tap into. Obviously, you're into so much and helping so many people. Like, how can others that may not know your story or don't know how to help, how can they actually get involved and contribute to your cause? Well, that's the, you've, you've got to find that cause. You've got to get out and at this, it's just engaging. This is truly the first step. And I talk about this in my book, believing that you can, mm. asking that question, getting curious and showing up on what it is that you want to be involved in. And you'll be amazed at what you can do and what you can change. And don't let some naysayer get in your head and tell you you can't. 
So don't, don't let that negativity get on you um, because it will sink that ship. Mike I'm, Mike, I'm ready to oh, run yes. through a brick wall. How about you? Let's go. <laughs> we all have that rebel inside of us. That's Absolutely. what Aaron is teaching us. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I understand and appreciate a lot. You know, I've been there, done that. I honestly, uh, just from being a single mom, um, from how I grew up and being in the Midwest, uh, believing in myself, and it will take me back to that dyslexia moment. All I had was that sense of self. And when we do get disconnected from that, um, we lose ourselves. And I, I tell people, you know, we can do assessments of who we are. And if you don't like something, change something. And I, I think of it this way, even a caterpillar has to dissect itself in order to morph into a butterfly. Yeah. So own that. Don't be afraid to see that person in the mirror and take their back. Les Brown once said this, and you were resonating. You guys, you two are saying the same thing, and it's just, it's sticking with me, which is simply what we tell ourselves is everything. Yeah. Period. What we tell ourselves. So I truly appreciate listening to you today. Um, we know that you have a podcast. We know that you've uh, authored four books. You have your TV show. You're doing so much beautiful work within the world, and you are inspiring people. You are an inspiration yourself. So again, I salute you. Thank you, Aaron, Thank for you. all yeah, you do. That, that means so much to me. And you're right. It, it, you know what? I tell people, uh, you don't need to look further than the mirror to find that hero. You just have to unlock it inside of yourself. And oftentimes, no one is in our way but ourselves. You just have to learn how to get out of your own way. <laughs> and, and last thing, Aaron, speaking of hero, who is your hero like who is your superhero it's going to be my mom and dad there mm. is absolutely positively no question in my mind they um you know my dad always taught me you need to take a look at who you are aaron and not identify yourself by what you have what you dress like or what you look like but on who you are yes. what is your soul what is your spirit what is your honor those are the things that matter the most. And he taught me that that is health, family, land, water, air. That's all we need. And take a look and find strength from that. And I'll never forget him. He was kind, loving, beautiful. My mother, uh, positivity, um, not letting that self-esteem, the sense of who you are, slide away because that's when that's when you can get most lost my mom and dad i miss them every single day they both died with me oh my heavens i made a home they were the greatest i'll tell you what aaron they would be so proud of you for everything that you've accomplished and the woman you are today so kudos to you i salute you i know, I know well, that they are so proud of you mom and dad <laughs> to mom and dad if we were to sign off an episode that's what we would say to mom to and dad. To mom and dad. <laughs> I love it. Well, if we can help in any way, uh, just let us know. I would love to. Oh, I wanna... that's wonderful. I will. And, and thank you for the, the I know we talked about a whole lot of stuff, <laughs> but I, 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 re I really want to say, you know, be that rebel, find yourself, believe in you. It, it's, it's just, it's awe inspiring and contagious when you find out who you are and what you're made of. And you're made of all of the right stuff. So true. Absolutely. We'll leave it at that. that that's Thank it. you that's so much, right Aaron. We love you. Hey, Thank you so fun. much for coming on. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Brian, 
the word of the day is stick to itiveness. Stick to itiveness. Yep. Right. Stick to itiveness. I don't know how to spell it, I, but I, that's how you sound it out. You, you learn something every day, bro. I mean, that, that was an amazing interview. Like, she's such was, an inspiration. Bro, such an inspiration. She was speaking to me, speaking to you, speaking to all of us. I mean, the things that she said, her the name of her show, Rebel, it literally is within every single one of us. The things that we tell ourselves is all that we will be, is all that we will amount to be. So tell yourselves positive things. Tell yourselves that you are amazing. Tell yourself, you know what? That doesn't make sense. My water is orange. You know, yeah. just Question, all of yeah. her advice was so simple and down to earth. But for whatever reason, it's so hard for us to grasp. Yeah, her because, energy because like she said, it's not complicated. Like if you just simplify things, like she simplifies it, she tells it like it is. When she sees uh, something wrong, she calls it out. I mean, it's, like it it's <laughs> if only more people can have her type of attitude, her her positivity, you know, her and you know, that would help bring out the rebel in each and every one of us a lot faster. That's what we're going to tell. Uh, that's the title of this podcast, bringing out the rebel in each one of us. Yep. Yep. I mean, think about that. Like if you had that rebel come out of you, like think of what you could accomplish. Right. There's no, if, I mean, happening. there's no limit to what you, you can't do. But I think there's, you know, there's always those self-limiting beliefs that we all have sometimes that, you know, keep us in that box. And She's just so free with it, and you know she is who she is. And so, what I'm hearing, Brian, so is that she is absolutely so successful. What I'm hearing from you is that on our one year anniversary, we're doing a uh, we're doing a marathon. You keep going on. That's this what I'm marathon, hearing. Bro. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. What happened from? to the five k? <laughs> this dude wants to do twenty six no, no, no. miles. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy, help me. Keep that. That's I'm gonna be I in need. the car. I'm gonna be in the car right next to you. Come on, Mike, hustle. Let's go. I Bring the that. rebel out. Bring the rebel out. <laughs> Huge thanks to Aaron Brockovich. I mean, it was just such an amazing interview. So inspirational. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Yes, Aaron was absolutely stupendous. Uh, we continue to love and show support to our listeners. We love you guys. Uh, and as you all know, we love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking It Out. Be as in Bachelor in his nation on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, the Apple Podcast, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening to right now. And baby, please don't forget, don't DM me no more. Make sure you hit that subscribe. Love y'all.